This is Michelle Gibbs. My husband and I have been married for 15 years and we have five wonderful children. My oldest is 14 and the youngest is not quite a year old and we live in Idaho. I love studying the scriptures and creating this podcast every week really helps me to dig deep into the scriptures and ponder and receive my own personal revelations. Join me as I share some of the thoughts that I have when I study using the Come Follow Me program by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This week we are reading Mosiah chapter 29 through Alma chapter 4. And at the beginning of this week's reading, we have King Mosiah who is convincing the people and putting into place a new system of government so that instead of having a king, they have judges who are appointed by the people. And King Mosiah has a lot of arguments for why they should have this new system of government. And in Mosiah chapter 29, verse 7, he's talking to them about all the wars and contentions that are caused when you have a wicked king. And he says, which would be the cause of shedding much blood and perverting the way of the Lord, yea, and destroy the souls of many people. And I really got to thinking about that this week because Mosiah had just recently translated the plates, which talked about the people of Jared. And in those records, there's a lot of fighting over who gets to be the king of the land, and it tears apart families and the nation, and countless are killed throughout all these wars. And I'm sure these horrors are fresh in Mosiah's mind, and they lead to this decision to set up judges instead of a king so that in future years there is a better system of government that is much better for everyone. He sees and reads about all these wars, and he's seen many in his own day, and his father's told him about others, I'm sure, and he's seen just wickedness throughout, and the wickedness of King Noah, and just all that put together lead him to this decision. And hearing about the experience of other people, it can influence our choices and our actions. Just one example of that is what I mentioned last week about the woman who was killed as she was out walking and just knowing that hearing that story has made me even more aware and cautious as I'm out walking and running and I generally consider myself to be a cautious pedestrian as it is but knowing that those kinds of things really can happen and seeing it in our community has just made me be more careful and make sure that I'm always on the correct side that a pedestrian should be on as I'm walking and running and also making sure that I'm watching out for cars in both directions and getting off the road even if the car seems to see me and just things like that and I think that sometimes those experiences even though they're not our own they really help us and shape our lives the whole thing with COVID-19 right now seeing this threat in our lives has made I think most people more aware of cleanliness and also more determined to stock up on essential items. <laughs> it's not very cool to run out of some things and so I think that one of the effects of dealing with this situation and in this case we're all experiencing it firsthand not even just reading about it or hearing about it but those experiences they change us and they affect our choices and our actions. 
And this is what happened with King Mosiah and his people. And they set up a new system of government. And Alma becomes the first chief judge. And there are some issues in the first few years, which we read about this week. And there are some inequalities among the people. You've got some people who are persecuting other people, especially people being persecuted for their religion and other things. Yet the church still continues to thrive. And one thing I really liked in Alma chapter 1, verse 28, talking about the members of the church and the church itself, it says, And thus they did establish the affairs of the church, and thus they began to have continual peace again, notwithstanding all their persecutions. And I think that continual peace, even when we have persecution, that can be very difficult to achieve. Sometimes I think I just can't find personal peace because there is so much contention around me or so many problems, whether it's in the world, in the neighborhood, especially in our own home. But the people of the church at this time were able to find peace despite all their persecutions and the things that were going on around them because of their diligence to keeping the commandments of Jesus Christ. And it was a good reminder to me that my inner peace, I guess you could say, is not, does not need to be based on others. I can have peace and happiness even when the world is in turmoil around me. There's a saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And I always felt like that was unfair to the mom because sometimes, I think it's true, when the mom is grumpy, usually most of the family is, but I always thought, that's not the cause though. Everyone else is grumpy and, and ornery and it causes the mom to have a bad day. <laughs> so yes, if mama ain't happy, it's, nobody else is happy either, but it's not the mom's fault. But what I realized is, especially in this verse, that's not an excuse for having a bad day. No one else can determine my mood, just I can. And so it's important for me to do the things I need to do so that I can have peace, notwithstanding everything else going on in my life. Now, things continue to get bad, and they start saying, you know, nobody can persecute other people. You have to follow the law of the land, and if not, you're punished. And people start realizing that they are accountable for these decisions they're making, and it affects how they behave a little bit, but not enough. In Alma chapter 1, verse 33, it says... And it came to pass that by thus exercising the law upon them, every man suffering according to that which he had done, they became more still, and durst not commit any wickedness if it were known. Therefore there was much peace among the people of Nephi until the fifth year of the reign of the judges. And that phrase, durst not commit any wickedness if it were known, really stood out to me. Because it doesn't say they quit being wicked. It says they quit letting other people know about their wicked actions. So they became secretive about their wickedness. And it made me think about my own kids. And sometimes they will say things to their siblings knowing that whatever they say is going to cause a fight or a problem. And they also know they'll be in trouble for saying it. So they say it under their breath or very quietly so that I can't hear what is said. And that way they 
the reaction from their sibling seems to be the problem and they seem innocent from from a bystander's point of view they're not innocent but neither can they be punished because there's no evidence of their wrongdoing and i think that's what's happening here with the nephites but just because you aren't caught doesn't mean you haven't done something wrong and so these nephites even though at the time they were finding ways to sin without being caught but they were still not righteous and their hearts were dwelling on unrighteous things and as we all know this leads to war bloodshed fighting sorrow and it does for the nephites in this case they end up having a big war amlicai wants to be king and so there's a big war among the nephites and then in the midst of this war the amlicites join an army of lamanites and then there's a battle with the lamanites and so many people are killed and then shortly after that another army of lamanites comes and many people are killed again and there's so much bloodshed and sorrow it's very sad but the nephites as a result are humbled and so this is all this fighting happens in the fifth year of the reign of the judges and then in the sixth year everybody's super sad about how terrible the fifth year was and and they're still trying to recover from i mean there's still shortages of things because war ruins more than just killing lives but it also destroys other things and they had lost a lot of fields and crops and animals and so trying to recover from all that took time but in the seventh year they have so many people who've humbled themselves and they're converted and they have thousands of baptisms and it's a wonderful thing and everything looks great. And wouldn't you know that pride creeps in again and soon many are wicked so that by the eighth and ninth year of the reign of the judges, they already have another separation between the righteous and the wicked where you have people trying to be humble and righteous and then you have another group of people who are prideful and wicked and hurting other people and one thing that made me think of is just in my own life how often do I forget about what I've learned do I remember the things I've learned in my experiences and in the experiences of others or do I forget them and go back to my old ways which is what happened to some of the Nephites here in this case I was thinking about actually I was out running with a friend this morning and she was talking to me about their situation they are they've just sold their house and right now while they're waiting for their new house to build a new house and whatnot they're staying in um, a camper trailer at their mom's house and she was telling me what a great and positive experience it is that they've learned how important it is to be with family and the things that really matter most and how much we think we need all these nice things and big houses and other things, but we really don't. And how happy we can be in a small space when we're with those that we love. And it reminded me of a time when we were in a situation similar. We weren't living in a camper trailer, but we had sold our last house and we were waiting to move into this house. It was being built. And so we spent four months living in a tiny apartment. And I think I've probably mentioned this before in a podcast, but it was very small very small and there were six of us but we had the best time and I remember that with so much fondness it was just it was fun and the kids will talk about it with fond memories and say oh remember when we did this and we did this and it was just so fun and I feel like my friend where I learned about what's really important and things that really don't matter but then we moved into this bigger house 
and here we are and we're happy and we have a lot more things than we had at that time because most of our stuff was in storage and we found we were fine without it but now we really need it again and it just reminded me when we first moved in here I told myself let's keep those relationships we built and let's remember the things that are important and the things that aren't and keep that lifestyle even though we're in a different place in a bigger place and how long did it take for me to kind of start forgetting that and finding that I need what I what I have instead of already having what I maybe I'm saying that funny that I need more than I do maybe is what I should say and I it was good to talk to my friend about that this morning and I really thought it tied in here just that we learn these things through our experiences and if we can remember them which we talked a lot about last time then they can help us be better people. And when we forget them, we turn back to our old ways and we're not any better than we were before. And the whole point of this life is to continue to progress. progress. And so it's important that we learn from our experiences and continue to grow. So along those lines, I was thinking about our current situation and all the things that I've learned. And I've had actually a lot of people that I've talked to in the neighborhood and around mentioning all the stuff that they've learned about how important family is and how important it is not to be so busy in our lives that we miss out on those things that really matter and that is our relationships and serving each other and loving each other and I just find myself hoping that I can remember those lessons and continue to implement them as we start to slowly go back to the way our lives used to be that we can remember and keep our family and Heavenly Father most importantly first in our lives and prioritize things in the right order with Heavenly Father first and family coming as, as a close second and I'm thankful for all these lessons that we're learning even though it's been difficult we have really I've really grown and I've learned a lot so next week we are studying Alma chapters 5 through 7 have a great week